today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Yesterday on the program, we talked with uh, Ward 8 Councilor John Paul Danko, uh, who was uh, at the public works meeting at City Hall earlier this week, and uh, he was uh, concerned about what he called an unsolicited pitch uh, toward that committee and council uh, from an agency that uh, was talking about, well, doing something different with recyclables. Amaloterra Incorporated is the name of the the company, and uh, I, uh, Councillor Danko actually has some concerns about this, uh, didn't like the, the concept, didn't like the process, and uh, quite frankly had a, a problem, I guess, with what they were actually proposing to do. Uh, his colleagues did not agree with him, but uh, he maintained that, uh, well, he wanted to tread slowly, if treading at all. We're basically making an excuse for unconstrained consumption, and these kind of industries are classic greenwashing. We're not solving the problem. Uh, you get the theme then. I get the gist of uh, Councillor Danko's concerns. Uh, late in the interview, uh, we, uh, we're talking with Jody Formosia. Jody is a representative of that company. And uh, since we were just about out of time in that segment of the show, we promised her that we were going to give her some time today to explain exactly what this is all about so that you, the listener, you, the taxpayer, uh, can get a different perspective and a, and a more clearer perspective, I guess, as to what's going on. So we are pleased to, to welcome Jody Formosi from Amaloterra uh, to the Bill Kelly Show on CHML uh, to g- give us that explanation. Jody, thank you for coming back. I really appreciate the time today. Thank you so much, Bill. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to refute uh, the statements that I, I strongly disagree with. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about what the presentation is about. I want to I want to get on the uh, on that ground first of all and talk about exactly what your the company is all about and and what they are proposing to do. This is this is all to do with recyclables and I, we already know Councillor Danko's take on this and but I want to get your read on what the company would like to do if in fact you uh, you set up shop here in Hamilton with City of Hamilton. Yes. So, I'll just give you a, a very quick background. Sure. Um so Mr. Michael Misio is the president and CEO of Amaloterra Inc. He is also a shareholder in Bradham Energies, who own the uh, patented uh, proven technology that is being proposed, okay, for use. Now, um, what we would ideally like to see is a way to solve, and I, and I, I really take issue with a number of things Mr. Danko alluded to and, and outright stated, especially when he made the statement that I just heard you replay about we're not solving the problem. I can't begin to tell you the irony in, in that statement. That is basically our motto. We don't, we, we don't manage waste. If you start to pay close attention, you will note that all of these companies call themselves waste management experts. We don't manage it. We resolve it. And just to give you, again, some perspective here, these are facts. I like to, I, you know, everybody has opinions. Everybody's opinions are worthwhile provided those opinions are somehow rooted in fact and knowledge. So here's a fact. There are 8.3 billion tons of plastic in the world currently. Of that 8.3 billion tons of plastic, 6.3 has turned into waste. So that is just flittering about our, our, our continent, our world. Only 9% of the waste that was recycled and 12% was incinerated. A whopping 79% ended up in landfills or in the environment. What we are trying to do, what we are trying to offer the city is a chance 
to be a world leader in stopping that insanity. Okay, and I, I think a lot of us are aware of that problem, and I think we've even seen some of the, the television commercials about people that are ankle-high or knee-high in, in you know, empty yeah. water bottles. So, so, the, so I, I don't think that's much of an argument. I think that's a, a given. We, we get that. What are you going to do with that stuff? That's, that's the big question. Okay, so unlike all of the other technologies currently available out there, including incineration, including gasification, including plasma gasification, pyrolysis, or landfilling, or anaerobic digestion. We do not partake in those processes. I will tell you the advantage of what Emilitera will do utilizing Bradham's technology. First of all and foremost, it's an oxygen-purged process. Therefore, the, the emissions are very limited. That is how the company uh, was able to uh, be tested and get the results that they got by the third-party testers letterer and all the other companies that have tested them. We fall well within and well below the acceptable standards. And when I say well below, I mean in a good way, not in a bad way. So we are not going to create any environmental damage. All right, now that's that's an interesting point because that's one of the things Councillor Danko talked about. I know you heard the interview yesterday. I did. But he, he seemed to suggest that, look, at if you would do whatever this process is, all you're going to do is those byproducts are still going to go out into the atmosphere. And you say that's not necessarily that's the case. complete uh, misinformation. Okay, all right. And, and um, I had a personal conversation with Mr. Danko addressing that issue along with a few other concerns I've had. And um, ultimately, I mean, look, Galileo said that all truths are easy to understand once they are discovered. The point is to discover them. At least give us the opportunity to prove us wrong. But for anybody to come out and make a blanket statement is responsible. And I'll, I'll leave that point at that. Yeah, and, and now listen, I, I, I don't want you to count point and counterpoint what Councillor Danko said. He had his say yesterday. I, I wanted you to come on today and explain this so that the, 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 the our listeners and yeah. our taxpayers could say maybe this is something worth pursuing because clearly a lot of his colleagues, as a matter of fact, the majority of the colleagues on that committee uh, were on your side and said, yeah, let's, let's explore this. Let's go further on this. And I wanted to know exactly why. And I, I, obviously, this is why I wanted to give you the time to do this. So you've got a process. Is, is, this, is this being done anywhere else? Is, is there a, a, a community, a municipality we can point to and say, see, they're doing it, and look at how good it is? Can no. you do that? No, Hamilton, Hamilton would be the first. And I fought very hard to try to make Hamilton the first because it is my hometown and because I did want this to be the epicenter and the world leader. So this is... Unproven technology? No, this is proven, patented technology. There was a pilot project that ran over five years. The Ministry of Environment uh, gave both air and waste approval to. This is proven, patented technology. Okay, so, and, and this is an energy from waste program, correct? Correct. How much energy can you actually produce with, through this process? On a... 50,000 ton plant, which is what has been proven to be the most efficient, um, we can produce an incredible amount. Now, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to purport to be an expert in this area. I like to leave this to the experts in the company to discuss with the other experts. But it, it's, an, it's an incredible amount of energy and or hydrogen. Um, what I have been told by our experts is that we do everything at half the cost at twice the production. That's a general rule of thumb. With that in mind, I'm, I, I'm surprised that other communities are knocking on your door saying, hey, we, we want a piece of this. We're, we, we, are, we are being inundated. And let me just give you, uh, again, a little bit of perspective and background. Sure. Since, so first of all, this, this was created by a gentleman in St. Catharines. This, this was innovated by him. He unfortunately succumbed to ALS. So as you can imagine, dealing with that disease uh, and, and running the company um, and, and getting your patent out there properly was obviously troublesome. Now, um, it was started, the process. I wasn't involved at that point. Emily Terra was not involved at that point. Bradham Energies was not involved at that point. Where Bradham Energies and, and Mr. Micho and his um, colleagues became involved was occurred when the technology became available for purchase. And they purchased the technology legally, had to have everything properly patented, and that's a process in itself that takes quite a long time. And um, it was just at that point that China basically, uh, a year ago, J- January, announced that they were no longer taking or placing a lot of restrictions on accepting the world's plastic. It's only since China, and this is something everybody really needs to focus on, because I hadn't considered it either, you know, I put my blue boxes out, assuming that I'm doing my part. It wasn't until I got involved in this that I realized how uh, remiss I was in the entire process and how foolish and naive I was. I actually believed that everything I was putting in that blue box was somehow being dealt with in an environmentally responsible way. The numbers show that's not happening. Only 43% of what I'm putting out there is actually ending up diverted from landfill. That means 55 plus percent is going is going to landfill. Uh, China, which has been our dumping ground, the world's dumping ground for many many years, finally said enough is enough. So since January, that is when this has become an issue for everyone. And and it is an ongoing issue. And again, I I I don't think we need to go over that ground about how 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 dire the circumstances are here. So so let's 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 get into the hypothetical here, okay? Let's assume that the city of Hamilton says, yeah, you know what, we're going to do this. We're going to adopt this. What's what does the plant look like? Where do you put this sort of thing? And and is how big is this? I mean, what's the footprint going to be for the physical plant on this? So the MRF on Burlington Street would be ideal. Okay. The current recycling plant would be ideal. Okay, so... We need roughly uh, 175,000, 200,000 square feet, which, again, it it fits that. There might be some minor accommodations that need to be made to the building, you know, regarding restrictions for um, loading, you know, making the loading door higher, et cetera. Um, Ideally, the company would like to improve uh, the use of the site, make it much more... um, Friendly as far as, you know, aesthetically appealing, uh, maybe inviting to community members, 
know, that's something that would all have to be determined. Um, but ultimately, the way it works is this 50,000 ton module, which would fit the way it's been described to me again, on the back of a, a you know, a, a transport trailer truck that if you want to imagine the size of it, um, would be made off-site and then be put in the building. Okay. Now let's talk about the practicality and, and the impact it's going to have on, on you and me, okay, as residents of this community. Absolutely. All right. So, and again, let's go down that, philo- that the hypothetical situation, if we could, Jody. Uh, you guys are up and up running. You're in operation. You're down there at the, in the east end of the city uh, mm-hmm. with this plant. On Wednesday night when I go to put my garbage out of the curbside here, uh, am I still putting blue boxes out? You are. And the difference is this. Currently, there are two streams. It's a dual stream system down there. As we have two du- two blue boxes, yeah, one for fibers, and one for plastics, tin, etc. Yeah. Currently, those fibers are being recycled. And again, this is a learning process for me. Currently, currently, those fibers are being recycled and/or sold to market for recycling. Okay, of which the city was making some money, depending on the market. Continues to make money, sometimes loses money. The other blue box. The tin, all the metals uh, need to be separated out, and those are resold. Are, I'm sorry, are sold to market. What's left behind are the plastics. That is the issue. These plastics, what a lot of people don't understand, again, I had assumed ignorantly that when an, uh, a water bottle is recycled into one faction, it can then be recycled again and then again. Most of these plastics that we're utilizing, if they're capable of of being even recycled one time, and that's a big if, eventually end up in landfill anyways because there's only a one-life use. So they can only be recycled one time. So I want to to be clear on this. So in other words, here I am putting my blue boxes out again. I'm still putting my my papers out in in one. And uh, as you say, the metals and the plastics go out in in another blue box. You only want the plastics. The other stuff is still going to go through the recycling program that the city already has in place. We will handle it and manage it at the city's direction in whatever way they want. What we are trying to address and resolve is the problem of plastics. We, We can take, here's what differentiates our technology from all of the others. Currently, if you put your blue bin out with, with paper in it and it, get, it rains on Thursday night and it's getting picked up Friday morning, that has either got to be dried out or it goes right to landfill. Most times it's going to landfill. In our process, it doesn't need to be dried out. When you put out your plastic mayonnaise container, if you've left a drop of mayonnaise in there, it's considered contaminated. It goes to landfill. Our process does not to be dried, does not have to be sorted, always including your black bag waste, can be thrown into our process, including a tire, including your plastic bottles. It can all be done. I don't want to sell the technology short by misleading anybody into believing we can only deal with plastic. No, and you, you've, you've exposed some, uh, some, I think, very valuable truths about this, too. And I found that when I was on council years ago, too. Uh, when they say you, they sell recyclables, they, they only sell them if there's a market. Uh, and and they, we had a problem some years ago when they said, we don't want your plastic anymore, which put the city, and not just Hamilton, but many cities, uh, in a bind because they said, what are we supposed to do with this stuff? So, look, at i got a minute left here. What do you want from the city right now? I mean, this this passed at committee. It's going to be dealt with at city council. What are you looking for here? Because there is a contract that has to be renewed or, or tendered, something like this. What do you, want, what do you want them to do? 
and we will be applying for the regular uh, RFP. Okay. The tragedy here for me as a consumer, as a, as a taxpayer, and I'm speaking for myself right now, and this is what taxpayers need to understand. As the current RFP, as past RFPs were, just, were designed, there is no room at all for any alternative measures. So it's status quo, business as usual, which is going to cost the city and taxpayers an estimated, I'm estimating, at least $10 million a year. If you were to go with our technology, we would be revenue positive for this. Okay. So uh, that sounds encouraging. It sounds like it may be something, that obviously, that, that these councillors want to explore. So uh, we'll see what happens at, at the city council meeting about this. Uh, quick question, and again, i got about 10 seconds left here. I can't really get too deeply into this. Are you, is this, this company right now prepared to, to fulfill an RFP process? Have you Absolutely. got something you can lay on the table right now and said, here it is right now, here's our, our business case? Yes, we can. Yes, we do. Okay. Yes, we Jody, I, I know we'll be talking about this again in the future. Uh, obviously, we're going to wait and see exactly what happens tomorrow at City Council, but uh, it sounds like an interesting process to be sure. And uh, I can understand now why a number of the committee members thought, hey, let's let's go a little deeper into this. I do appreciate you coming back on the program today. Thanks so much for this. Thank you very much for the opportunity. All right, take care. That's uh, Jody, care. Jody Formosi, of course, from Amalaterra who have a different way of getting rid of our plastics and our recyclables. And as we mentioned yesterday, uh, uh, from Councillor Danko and, and one other person on that committee, uh, there are still some skeptics. So we'll see what the debate's like tomorrow at Council and go on from there. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.